Today on the Back Row Fantasy Show, we discuss one breakout and one bust from the NFC. That's coming at you now on the Back Row Fantasy Show. Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show with your hosts, Jeremy Barker and Aaron Arms. It's another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show, and it is Bart coming back at you with arms to my left. Good morning. And Neil to my right. Good evening. Good evening, everybody. We are back. Neil is back for another episode, and here we go. So, sports world, I got nothing. Arms, hopefully to God, you've got something, because it's a slow, slow time in fantasy sports. I mean... You're just throwing me on the spot here. Basketball's over. Baseball sucks. Football's over. I do. So, per chalk, Zion went number one. Okay. Okay. I guess we do have that. It it was all pretty much chalk besides the teams grabbing certain players because of trades. But it's pretty much just plug and play. Yeah. I don't think we've talked about the AD trade. So, because that's fairly recent. So, uh See, that's why you're my Huckleberry. So, Anthony Davis goes to the Lakers. He does. All right. So, they trade away what a lot of people say is the farm. To me, it's a lot of people who are nowhere near as good as Anthony Davis. Um, They may be healthier. Well, perhaps. But there's also other free agents who, when you put two absolute stars, arguably the best at their position in LeBron. I mean, I don't think there's a ton of an argument there. He's definitely top three, no doubt about that. Um, most people still call him the best in the world. And then AD, of course, arguably the best center in the league. That should draw some additional free agents, get L.A. back on track. And it's going to be an exciting summer. It's going to be very, very exciting. I was pumped to see the AD news. I'm actually more excited to see basketball than I am football. That's, that's sad. One thing I will say is, can we please stop the hype on Zion? Like, he's, Why? He's, like, he's Blake Griffin. No, he actually plays defense. Okay, okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. My point is, he doesn't have a range to his game. Like He, he steals, he blocks, he does everything. Yeah, but no, what I'm saying is he, he. there's no outside shot. Like, everything's inside in the paint. He's a beater, and he's, I mean, he's a stud. He's a physical specimen, but he's not LeBron James. Like, that's the argument. Oh, he's, he's the next LeBron. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's going to be great in the league. I 100%, no doubt about that in my mind. But, like, he's not the Greek freak. He's not LeBron. He's not Kawhi. Like, those guys have a lot to their game Whereas on offense. Whereas, to me, what I see out of Zion, I'm not a basketball aficionado, but what I see out of Zion, he's very, very impressive inside. He can throw it down. I mean, and he can hurt people. I mean, he's, he's darn near undefendable under the basket. Yeah, but, I, he's going to be a different specimen altogether is what it seems like. He's not going to be LeBron. He's not going to be, you know, Anthony Davis. He's kind of like a a more imposing, which is crazy to say, Charles Barkley. Okay. Like a, a tougher, more athletic. He's a 2020 version of Charles Barkley. I, I, I'll buy and that. And that is not terrible. <laughs> I'll buy that because, I mean, Barkley, at the time of his retirement, is one of the 50 greatest players to ever play the game. Exactly. So that, that's and that's he, pretty high praise. And he was on the Toon Squad. So just or no, he's on the uh not the Toon Squad, the uh oh the Monstars. 
Monsters. Mm-hmm. His talent was on the Monsters. Just Welcome to the Back Row Basketball Show. <laughs> but no, I I think he'll have a fine career. I don't think he's going to be like a terrible basketball player by any stretch of the imagination, but can we just calm down and stop comparing him to like the five best players in the league? You have to compare him to somebody as far as the skill set. Yeah, it I mean hasn't actually actually hasn't happened yet, but you got to compare him to somebody. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, yeah. As of right now, yes, but yeah, it may not pan out to be that way. But but what I, what I see with him yeah, is... You're like, not going to compare him to a trash can right off the bat, are you? No, but... <laughs> I, I, love, I, I love every time Neil calls someone a trash can. <laughs> it's great. Every time. The word trash can makes my heart melt. But that, that, back to the uh, Blake Griffin comparison, like Blake's game was inside, I and mean, he was real good inside until the injury started melting. That's what up. she said. But... Obviously, I think Zion's a more physically imposing version of that, and with uh, better defensive skills, better you know moves inside. And obviously, Jude, he's a freak. I mean, he could play defensive end in the league based on size. I, yeah, yeah, he absolutely could. But yeah, I mean, there were some surprise picks. Uh, I think one of the one of the other Duke kids, the lesser known Duke kids, went higher than he should have. I'm not talking about. Uh, God, I don't know basketball Reddish, well you're enough. You're not talking about Reddish went what, third, it, fourth. No, Reddish went like tenth. That's who. That's Reddish who went, went hot. Yeah, that's who went higher than he went p- to Atlanta. Pundits had him going. Who was? Who was the? Uh, didn't want him to go like top three or four. Yeah, five. yeah. The, the Barrett went three. Okay. Barrett. Okay. That, that's that's who I was looking for. Barrett, not JT, but whatever his name is. R.J. Barrett. Yeah. R.J. Yeah. Sorry, I just don't know. I just I, I lost touch with basketball. I, I, I just. The Warriors. It's like the Patriots. If the Patriots make three more Super Bowls, I'm done with football, man. I'm done with football. I'm done with the back row fantasy show. I'm going for the back row ice skating show. That's where that's that's where it's going to be at. And we'll we'll create fantasy ice skating if it's not already created. The last time I intently watched college basketball, Kevin Love played for UCLA. I'm just gonna. It's been a while. Been a while. I mean, I've caught games, but it just it just doesn't do it for me like it used to. Yeah. I agree. I, the one and done things. It, it's you, you don't get invested in a team at all. Yeah, it's hard to. I, it's hard for me anyway. I yeah. mean, and there's so many. What, right now, all the top programs are getting most of the top talent. I mean, your Kentuckys, your Dukes, North Carolinas, and they're getting a guy in for a year, flukishly two years. You know, there are some kids that last longer, but I mean, you get a three year starter, never. <laughs> Never at the big programs. Like you get them at a Syracuse or someplace like that, but not Duke. And I know Syracuse is a great program, historically one of the best ever. But you're not going to Duke. You're not going to get them at Kentucky very often. It's just, it's just crazy. Yeah, I know one thing we can wrap this, the basketball talk up on is um, the reports of that you know Manu Bulls kid. Bubble. Yeah. One of the reasons why he dropped. He allegedly had bad interviews. He I guess he farted a lot during interviews. <laughs> Dude, that's beautiful. <laughs> Uh, that's beautiful. That's that's fantastic. Yeah, but I guess he had, he just I guess he just had bad manners. I don't know. Uh, manners doesn't make a basketball yeah, but player. I mean, if you're center, if you're going to interview for a job, I mean, are you going to be center tooting? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I mean, you're. I guess if I'm sitting in a room with a, a couple billionaires, I probably yeah. going to hold my. I won't pay this guy. This is center pretty much just tooting himself the whole time. Millions only, of dollars. Only on this show do we say tooting. Hey, he, he was we're, we're keeping PG. We are. <laughs> what, what? You got to tell me. Well, I was going to help you out. Uh, Wi-Fi issues in the studio. I was going to make sure you didn't have them because I figured it out. I, I think I've got it. Our uh, our body language just doesn't work anymore. I'm sorry. I don't we need know. a Wi-Fi sign. 
Weefy. A Weefy <laughs> sign. The, the old Weefy. Weefy. I think I'm good. I don't need any more internet. All right, fantastic. Makes it even better. So let's let's dive right in. We're also going to bring a special treat today, which is uh, the writers from the Back Row Fantasy Show, Chris Foster at Football Nuke on Twitter, and also Dan Rozier at the B League says on Twitter. Uh, Dan's a Giants fan, and Chris is a Vikings fan. Luckily, this is their time to shine. We're doing the NFC breakout and bust from each team, and they'll. they'll it, it's been too long since we've had them on. I, I agree. I agree. And actually, I don't think we've had Dan on yet with his ultra-thick accent. Yeah, that's that's going to be fun. I, I can't wait to hear it. British, te- like, British, <coughs> British Texan. Yeah, even though he's from Australia. He'll be like, oh, I really don't know if if Sterling Shepard's going going to be able to do it. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. <laughs> how do, just out of curiosity, Dan, how do you become a Giants fan? Uh, uh, who is we, he going to like, though? You know what I mean? That's I, true. I That's true. From Australia, who who are you going to like? I mean, I guess Eli Manning kind of looks like an Australian guy. He's got that like dumb look on his face. Just to clarify, Eli Manning is nowhere near enough of a badass to be an Australian. Yeah, he like, can survive there. Yeah, every everything <laughs> on that on that entire continent's trying to kill you, and you got Eli Manning, who's like. Dude's terrified of everything. It looks like. I mean, if, he, he'd be that guy that has a butter knife. This is a knife. Ah, that's a knife. All right. So, where are we going to start at, Bark? Uh, we're we're going to start right there in the the NFC East, but we'll we'll save the Giants for last. All righty. So, as last show, I will start us off. Okay. So, I'll probably take over at some point because you went all you you got all silent on me. Well, you know what you what, what? I didn't know if you were prepared enough to go because uh, you're kind of a slacker. So anyhow, I'm going to start with Dallas. Uh, my breakout this year is going to be Taco Charlton. My theory on Taco is it feels like every other spot on that defense is pretty well set in stone. My theory on Taco is delicious. I love tacos. Also, he has a great name, which is delicious. But Robert Quinn is getting older. He's not even that good. Uh, I feel like Taco's going to have a lot of time where he's just unaccounted for because you have to account for just about everyone else on that defense. Uh, give him an opportunity to rack up a few sacks just based on single, uh, you know, not single coverage, but excuse me, one-on-one blocking. So give me some, give me some Taco for my breakout. Give him some Taco, he says. Mate, you're going to hate my breakout. You are going to hate my breakout. Neil, Neil, take it, take it away that way, arms can hate on my breakout last. Dude, my breakouts, the dude's older than dirt, pretty much. But I think Cobb's will have an insane year there. Thought about Cobb. Yeah. Thought about Cobb. I mean, You're kidding, right? Why? Randall Cobb? I love me some Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb. And Dak Prescott, all he does is dink and dunk anyway. Yes. That, so. that was my thought process on almost having Cobb yep. as a breakout. But I, I'm not sure Cobb can support two receivers. And in theory, Amari's still the number one there. That that was kind of why I strayed away from him. So, mm. I don't hate it. I, it mine's worse, so you're, I, you're I'm not. I'm not going to. Uh, my mine's way out there. I, I've got my Jason Witten. I've got my yeah no not Jason <laughs> Witten, but I've got my I've got my crushes. You know, and I'm not. I'm not even going to do it. I'm not even going to go with my original guy. I thought about it, but who was your original guy? Just just tell us that. It's just too hot. Was it Michael Gallup? It's too hot. No, I'm sticking with it. Noah Brown. And I'm not kidding. Oh, Jesus Christ. You're, you you got to be kidding. I'm not kidding. He's like the seventh most talented receiver on that team. He's also climbed the depth chart. Yeah. 
to fifth. To he's, he's behind. He's behind Amari on the right side. He is, and Michael Gallup, Amari Cobb. Hey, Cobb, Cobb, Cobb is not. I, he's my bust. I'll just throw that out there right now. Cobb is my bust. Randall Cobb may be okay for a game or two, but he's my bust. I don't think he's going to be any good, and he's currently slated to start in a slot. I think that Noah Brown is going to overtake Randall Cobb at the least, even though he's slated for the right. Or when injury strikes Gallup or Cooper, which I'm not saying will happen. I don't like projecting injuries, but every year somebody gets an opportunity due to something. So they've got these three wide receivers you know, lined up, ready to go at starters. Cobb, Cooper, Gallup. Noah Brown's right behind him waiting. No one else is there waiting. Alan Hearns isn't going to do it. Devin Smith isn't going to do it. Tavon Austin isn't going to do it. Yeah. And no, Brown. What about Hearns, huh? No, no. (laughs) The one thing I can say about uh, Brown is if an injury does occur or Cobb kind of gets pushed out, I feel like uh, Gallup moves into the slot. I feel like it's more of a natural position for him. And guess who goes to the outside? Brown goes to the other outside position. I I don't think he's going to break out, but I could see him starting. I probably should have saved him for like a deep sleeper episode, but... I wanted to throw him out there. I've been waiting all no, he, year. Noah Brown's more like a like a three year coma than a deep sleeper. Like he's not he's just not going to happen. Okay. Pull the pull the you plug. You just on wait. Him. Pull the plug on him. You just if, wait. To be fair, if Noah Brown's on maybe five other teams, he might be in the starting lineup already. Oh, there we go, <laughs> Neil. He might be in some one, bad water receiver squads out there. On to- a total of five teams in the league. <laughs> Maybe is what you're saying. Five may be stretching it. I, I I can't think of five. I mean, maybe the the Jets. That's about it. Ravens always need somebody. Okay, <laughs> so, nobody, nobody passed it to them. Though. So Jets, Ravens, and Bills. Somebody like you. Cardinals could kind of. Yeah, Cardinals are confusing right now. Yeah, but either way, uh, my bus is going to be Amari this year. Listen, he was better as a Cowboy than he was a Raider. I admit it. But I just think his inconsistencies, it's too much for me. Plus the sample size. Yeah. And I, I, I honestly, as Dak progresses, which I think is going to continue to be fairly slow, um, I think he's going to try to spread the ball around more with the dink and dunk guy like Randall Cobb, uh, get some more action with Michael Gallup. And that, to me, all ends up being to the detriment of Amari Cooper. Sorry for the noise. I'm firing yeah. up Skype for when we get yeah, to the Cowboys. Cooper was my guy also for pretty much the exact same reasons. I saw some of that production he had last year. I don't see it happening again. Well, it's because it's like 1,000 yards, 1,000 yards, 600 yards, and then 1,000 yards. Well, and, yeah. Besides it, like the fact that I think it, the, um, a lot of Duncan, Duncan will be happening, my reason why his, his bust value-wise is because people are overpaying for him. Mm-hmm. And it's like you got a Cowboys fan in every league, and they're like, yeah, you, like got, you got to have Cooper. Like, let's, two first, let's go. You know what I mean? That type of stuff. That's Why? Like, Hang him with Mr. Cooper. Uh, that happened in real life? <laughs> I say, but you can't get rid, you can't get rid of him. Now, all of a sudden, he's like getting top dollar in fantasy. True, true, true. So, moving on, let's go Eagles next. Arms, lead e- us off. Eagles. Eagles. Sega. Yeah, that's our guy. So it's JHL. I mean, he's going to work his way into the starting lineup. He's to me one A right there with Nikhil Harry. He's the best possession receiver in this year's draft class. The guy had 14 touchdowns in 2018. I see him being able to get in the end zone. The, it, not at 14, but I think he's going to have a lot of success at the NFL, and it's going to happen early because I think he really does push for a starting job. 
think he ends up playing on the outside fairly quickly. Or in the slot, if Nelson Aguilar continues to be just mediocre, because Arcega was built for the slot pre-draft anyways. Yeah. So that, I'm I'm with you on that one. Arcega Whiteside is my breakout for that team as well. I don't really like any team, any team, any wide receiver on that team at, at all right now. I mean, I think they're okay. No one to be in love with on that team. No. So why not, right? I mean, that's what it feels like. It, so, do you have anything to add to, to JJ? We all love him. <laughs> he's like one. He's one. He's my top guy coming out in receivers right now. So, I do have kind of an asterisk beside uh, Dallas Goddard. I yeah, do, I was uh, thinking about that as as well. I just feel like they they pick him where they pick him for a reason, and they they have uh, Ertz under contract till 2021. Maybe it's say, hey, let's give Dallas Goddard run, see what he can do while Ertz still has value. Maybe it's a, an opportunity to let Goddard shine and maybe move her to one for some picks. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Bust. Eagles, bust. D-Jacks. D-Jacks. The guy's wildly inconsistent. He's going to give you what you expect to give him. Yeah. yeah that he's, I mean, he's going to do what you think he's going to do. Yeah. If there is one guy that I'm not in love with, but I do kind of like there, it's, it's D-Jacks. Right. Like I kind of I like Djax more than I like Alshon to be honest with you, mm-hmm. but see I, I I one I'd never liked a guy who's like n- one catch for twenty yards or three for seventy and a touchdown I, I hate that yeah one that, catch seventy yards a touchdown yeah that boom bust inconsistency but I, I honestly think that he could possibly be pushed out based on inconsistency you know he's going to play in four receiver sets but I mean he's he's a one trick pony. As, as you say a lot, he's yeah. the, he's a one trick pony. He run fast, get open. Like okay, whenever you've got uh, Alshon as a good possession guy, uh, or, or Sega Whiteside as a good possession guy, I just think they're going to eat up a lot of targets. I, I wish that it wouldn't be illegal for every time for you to say pony that I could play genuine. <laughs> that would be beautiful. God, I love that song. <laughs> Like you you want to go to a redneck bar and just watch all the, the redneck girls get turned up whenever. Oh, yeah. The the, the country twerking starts yeah. immediately. Out there cutting rugs, huh? Oh, yeah. Those uh, Miss Me jeans are just bouncing everywhere. <laughs> all over the place. Miss Me jeans and affliction jeans. I mean, the, the only more excitement you'll see is when Pour Some Sugar on Me gets played at a redneck bar. Well, or... Uh, let, what's that stupid ass country song? Let me, let me, let me, let me. Wait, what? How's that? Oh, um, you never called me, or you don't have to call me, darling. You don't have to call me, darling. 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 You, is it? You never even called me by my name. It's David Allen Co. I don't know what the name is. Yeah, that that'll get a small town in Ohio on their feet. Oh my God! Yes, it will. Because it yes. talks about beer and weed and you know. Yeah. It's a perfect country western song. If you don't believe him, just just listen to the song. Okay. I'll tell you about it. It's all good. It's all good. Okay, bust. You got uh I got DJX. You got DJX. Then we'll go ahead with yours. I have Wentz. Oh. Crap. He's not gonna live up to that contract. He's well, pretty nobody's gonna, gonna live up to that contract. I actually kinda like Wentz this year. I, I kinda I kinda like I like his aspirations for a top ten season. Yeah, I'm not high on him. Is there any particular reason other than the fact that you think health? Okay, I'll buy yeah. that. Okie dokie. Uh, middle linebacker Zach Brown for me. I think the Zach Brown band show is almost over, 
and I really don't I don't see a big season for him in Philly. So I think he'll be drafted as a top fifteen linebacker, but I would temper my expectations to like a twenty five overall. He linebacker. has to be the quietest free agent signing like every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. Like for a hundred tackle guy, it's just like you know, on the bottom line you see Zach Brown signs with Eagles. What? When did this happen? <laughs> Like nobody's excited about it, but the guy—he's ultra productive. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just—I'm not feeling the Zach Brown show. I wouldn't be surprised if Paul Warlow gets a lot of snaps this year. Solid, okay, journeyman linebacker, Paul Warlow. I think if health stays in, in uh, Zach Brown's favor, he'll be fine. Personally. Wow! Wow! Redskins. Redskins. Historic rookie season, thirty touchdowns. Dwayne Haskins. You really, you really are drinking that Kool Aid. I it's absolutely gonna be a am. Historical. Homer. Historical. Historic season. for a rookie season. Absolutely, he's gonna have thirty touchdowns, which would have been top ten in two thousand eighteen. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Are you drinking that Kool Aid <clears throat> deal? I, I'm serious. Whenever I say he'll throw over four thousand yards too. Well, a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of touchdowns are gonna be going to um, Terry McLaurin, my guy. Is, okay. that, is, that, is that the guy? Yeah. That, that's the Neil guy right there? Terry mm-hmm. McLaurin? Neil's yep. all, Neil pushed all in on Terry McLaurin? Yeah. Well, T-Mac. <laughs> Reasons. Spit it, spit it at me. I was like, the way everybody talked about him at the Senior Bowl and the, throughout the camp so far, they're all enamored with him, so I think he's going to be seeing a lot of action. And familiarity. You, I mean, you yeah, that's you, the big one. That's one of the big reasons. You cannot discount whenever two guys have played together previously. I mean, they, how can you miss a beat? You know, like they've had the same number. Actually, this is a, the second year they played together at this point, which is kind of crazy. Oh, I can't, I can't argue with it. I mean, I like both of them. I think they're going to have good seasons. I don't know about historical seasons, but but I do agree that they're going to have good seasons. I'm I'm going to go. I'm going to stick to a rookie wide receiver too, which is dangerous. But the the reason I go with a rookie wide receiver for the Redskins as a breakout is because honestly. Jordan Reed can't be a breakout. He's done it. He's tailed off. He probably won't do it again. Uh, this team's chock full of rookies and second year players. Absolutely. I mean, Dwayne Haskins, Darius Geis, uh, Terry McLaurin, Josh Doxson might as well be a second or third year player. Paul Richardson's not breaking out uh, on their defense. Nobody stands out to me as as a breakout candidate. Guys that are on the defense have already done it. Landon Collins, Josh Norman. Are you trying to say Kerrigan's going to break out? No, Kerrigan's been solid. He's had a great, <laughs> solid years. career. 30-year career. <laughs> but, you know, if I had to go the breakout, I'm going to switch it up and go with my guy, which is Kelvin Harmon. Paul Richardson is not going to keep that job in the slot. He's not going to be good on the outside. Josh Doxson, same thing. Kelvin Harmon is better than Doxson or Richardson, in my opinion. I don't care where he was drafted. Him and Terry McLaurin, I think both should put up 50-catch seasons easy, in my opinion. And I'm going to stick with Harmon. I thought he was a top-10 receiver before the draft. I stick by it. I think he's still a top-10 rookie wide receiver. And I think he's going to have a fine year. I think you could consider him a breakout as well. I will tell you, the hate has gone too far for Harmon. Uh, he's not even talked about. No, ever, nobody no one's talks talking about him. About him. And, and like, Okay, so they pick up two rookie wide receivers in this year's draft. And everyone's like, oh, Terry McLaurin, Terry McLaurin. But until basically the Senior Bowl, Harmon was the one everyone yeah. talked about. So what happened? Why does everyone all of a sudden hate him? It's not like he had, you know, poor, poor performance, you know, uh, at Senior Bowl or, or not Senior Bowl, excuse me, at uh, the Combine or anything. Harmon is going to be – I think he's going to be fine. I actually think those two lead that team in, rece- in receptions easily. 
uh, T Mac and Harmon. Busted up arms. I will say I also kind of had guys as the asterisk, but I feel like everybody's hot on guys. Yeah, it, it is very tempting to, to call it. I mean, the, he had twenty six hundred yards, twenty six <coughs> touchdowns on the ground in two years in the SEC. His last two years, that's pretty impressive. It is. But my bust is going to be uh, AP slash Chris Thompson because I do think Darius, Darius, Darius Dice, Jesus Christ, Darius Geis is a three down back. I think he's once he seizes that job by, you know, week three or four, once fully healthy, he's he's going to be on the uh, field for all three downs and he's going to dominate. I love me some Darius Dice. <laughs> I really do. Well, I do have Geis on there for the reasons they have like five running backs there. You have him as a, your bust? Yeah. Well, I've got AP Thompson as the bust. The thing is, I don't like to have. Saying somebody's gonna be a bust to me is like kind of like really it's mean because I don't think it's, mean. it's all about it's all about expectations. I don't see him living up to the expe- expectations everybody's putting on him. Okay, that's sweet. That's that's really sweet. Nick. I actually wrote a guy down as a bust, and I'm like, he's probably going to have 1,100 yards this year, but I just don't think I he's going people, uh, people are, are like this writing him up as he, uh, he's going to be like a top 10 guy or something off the rip, and I just don't see it. I, now with like Peterson, Thompson, and well, P. Ryan's still there. P. Ryan, who? Yeah, I don't Samaj think P. Ryan. I don't think P. Ryan's Samaj, be the guy. The Oklahoma running back. Yeah, the guy that that's prob- that should still be playing for Oklahoma. <laughs> that's Samaji P. Ryan. He has the uh, single highest single game rushing. That's why he should time. still be playing there. He could be of great use to them as a seventh year senior. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. All right, we got Big Dan on the on the docket yet? Not yet. We got to call our bus there, uh, or at least I got to call my bus there in Washington. And I'm going to, this is going to upset your arms, but it's Landon Collins. And the only reason I call him a bust, he's still going to be one of the better IDP safeties to own, but I think he's going to finish outside the top five based on nothing more than free agency. I just don't think this team is going to set him up for success right off the rip. I'm sure they'll be on defense a lot, but just just not sure i i'm just not sure that landon collins is going to continue to be the landon collins of old in washington and there's some health concerns with landon collins he seems to kind of be banged up <coughs> not necessarily continuously but there's always something nagging with him i believe he finished i could be wrong on this i think he finished last year on the ir uh, i think the season before he finished on the ir so yeah i mean there's health concerns it could definitely push him out i still think he's going to be one healthy top, one of the top Definitely five points per game guy. I'm, I'm gonna call him as the DB eight for 2019. Just a just a stab in the dark. Just a stab in the dark. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, listen to that earlier. All right, now we've got the uh, Giants portion of this thing, and we've got back row fantasy show writer extraordinaire Dan Rozier with the long, beautiful, curly hair. What's up, Dan? Hey guys, how you going? Really good, excellent night. Got Neil back for the episode. It, it just it uh, makes it makes life good. It does. I, this wouldn't be the same without Neil. No, absolutely not. No, it's, no. it's my life, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely is. So, so Dan, well, we're going to give leeway to you right off the bat. We're on the Giants. One breakout, right. one bust. So you're going to lead us off both ways. We'll do breakout first, roundtable it. We'll go bust after that and roundtable it. So, Dan, you're you're the Giants fan extraordinaire. Who Who is your breakout for the New York Giants for 2019? Do I have to? 
You absolutely, absolutely have. You can even say Daniel Jones. We won't hey, even ridicule he you. He was like us. We were, uh, we were struggling. John, I will. I'll uh, ridicule you. Listen, if, if, if this is how it's going to be, I think uh, they don't really have a wide receiver three at the moment. They're saying Corey <laughs> Coleman, so why not? Darius oh, Slayton? Jesus. Dan. They're saying Darius Slayton, so that's where I'm going with this. Auburn's favorite son, so let's go with him. Uh, he's been getting some good reviews through, uh, through camp, and I think... Uh, he has to beat off Russell Shepard, Latimer, and uh, Beanie Fowler for the fourth. So, you know, I think I think there's a chance that by the time they hit the bye week, week eleven, Jets week ten, it could be a shot to uh to make some noise if Corey Coleman is uh, a thing. So, so Darius Slayton, you're going with Why Darius. Not? <laughs> Why not? I like I like that I like that more than Corey Coleman. What am I going to say, Saquon Barkley? I mean, come on. Right, we we we, uh, we are all in the same position as far as like who's actually going to break out. You know what I mean? Well, none of them. <laughs> oh, oh, the, conf- the confidence you have, my friend. The confidence, you- Dan. By the He's way, been real. Uh, I could listen to you read the phone book with that accent. I love it. What accent? Yeah, what you accent? Funny. No, <laughs> friend, the accent. No you idea what he's talking. No one. No idea what Arms is talking about at all. <laughs> right. I know. Yeah, so I think I think that's the thing, and I think when do you guys think Daniel Jones gets a run? I think that's the big thing here. Two thousand and twenty. I agree. I don't think he. I don't think he plays in nineteen. So, and I, and that's yeah, not I mean, a that's, testament that's to Eli. I'd like Slate more if Jones was playing. I don't. I don't like anyone with Manning, and why would anybody? So I, I agree. Yeah, at this point, where they're all going is probably what they're going to give you. I mean, oh, well, maybe you should be picking Manning as your breakout guy. Eli Manning, like, breakout. Giving the last hoorah. <clears throat> that's that's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll be honest with you. He's going to have pressure on him. Um, he doesn't he, care. He don't have any pressure at all. He he literally does not care. No, with a face like that, pressure <laughs> doesn't exist. Dude, just it takes like three Xanax before everything he does. Just is, completely is relaxed. There more, is there anything more majestic than Eli Manning scrambling? <laughs> maybe his brother Tom Brady scrambling yeah. it's, it's, it's literally like a paraplegic unicorn I mean it's not, it's not it's not great no arms no, your, your think, breakout I, I think that's what it is uh, so I'm gonna move over to the IDP side uh, Jabril Peppers finished way back at 60th in total points for a defensive back I kind of like that um, so it, in de- with the defense completely in need of run stopping Adding a uh, a guy who has to play near the line to be effective with Jabril Peppers. He did it in college. He had a lot of tackles in college. He's going to definitely have an uptick from 60th. I do think he gets into the top 25 this year. I don't think he's a top 10 guy, but I think his tackles greatly increase. I mean, he's in, he's gotten better over the first two years in the league. I think he's going to continue to improve. <clears throat> Dan, what's your? Th- I'm, we're going to talk to you on every pick. Dan, what's your thought? On arms going, Jabril Peppers having a breakout season for your your proud to be New York Giants. He's uh he's the guy we got in a replacement of Odell Beckham, right? Yeah, kinda. You got a little more than that, but yes. Yeah, I, yeah. Don't care. Don't care. <laughs> At the expense of Odell Beckham, like, what's the point? Well, well, I mean, I mean, he's a good defender. He's a solid defensive guy. Not, those are, those don't come five, for free. Top five wide receiver in the league. Not trying to justify. I'm not trying to justify that trade, but I mean, I mean, I, but, I would be after all is said and done. It, I'd be a little bit excited to have Jabril Peppers wipe the trade from your mind. Jabril Peppers is an exciting, you know, future at safety, in my opinion. What they did is it, it will, go ahead. If I can, it, it does seem like they have gone 
awfully young on the defensive side. So what happens from here on out? I mean, that's I'm looking forward to see what Matt Betcher can come up with. I well, feel they're going to lose. I feel like they're trying games. to do oh, a lot. They're trying Probably. to build with youth right now. I mean, what's the point of paying Odell Beckham and winning three games? What's the point? Well, I mean, it's a, what's the it's point the of paying? Point of paying it's the same point of paying Sterling Shepard and Golden Tate, right? <laughs> You're not paying him Odell Beckham money, though. Well, at least Odell puts any butts in the seats. I'm, I'm going to interrupt real quick. Sterling Shepard's my breakout since you mentioned him. I, I believe that Sterling Shepard's going to have his best season as a pro. What do you What do you think's going to come from him? Uh, uh, nothing. No wins. I mean, this is the the whole point of the breakout and bust episode. It, we're talking about every team. They all can't be good. But, I mean, for fantasy purposes, I think Sterling Shepard's going to be better than he has been solely based on the the fact that he'll run short routes, uh, you know, crossing patterns, and Eli Manning, Nudoir Manning is going to have eyes for him. I don't think he's going to have eyes for just – I mean, Golden Tate's going to be there too. I love Golden Tate, but I think Shepard is the guy to own wide receiver-wise. See, I, think, I think Tate should be the breakout guy for the fact that he can only go up from where he was last year. Hey, Amen to well, that. He's going – so Shepard's going in and around the eighth, right? So if you had to pick one, would you pick Pettis or Kirk or Shepard? So Which Cook? Brandon Cook? What Cook are we talking about, Dan? Take Dante Pettis, Christian Kirk. Oh, Kirk. Kirk. God Take dang that accent. <laughs> what accent? God dang it. My you accent. You guys all froze at that? That's insane. What are you? Oh, my God. I was like, who the hell's That's Cook? terrible. Who is Cook? I was like, is Brandon Cook? I was like, Dalvin Cook's in this conversation? Wow. I, I'm going to take That's Pettis. Terrible. Out of Out of those three, I'll take so, Pettis. Pettis. Pettis for me, so too. I, I like Sterling Shepard a lot, but I Pettis is, to me, Pettis has the potential to be a pro bowler. This, we've liked, we, liked Shepard for you know, a while, and he's never proved anything. What, Dan? Yeah, I mean... I'd go Pettis, Kirk, and Shepard, and they're all going around the eight. So if you had the choice, I mean, he's not really going to be a first pick around that area anyway, right? No. So as a breakout, you're probably going to skip on him anyhow. Well, yeah. And if, and if you're lucky, that forces him back. So. Right, and that's that's what my hope is, and I and I think that hope will come yeah. to fruition. I mean, I, I, Christian Kirk is a bigger name. Pettis is a bigger name. They're the they're the newer name with the the shine still on it. Sterling Shepard's shine is off a little bit. Everything everybody thinks he's going to be the same thing he's been since he's been in the league. And, and I disagree a little bit. I think he's going to up his game a little bit without Odell Beckham. Yeah, I mean, with all of them, I think the caveat is Eli Manning's still the quarterback, and there could be a change at some point through the year. So even if we like Shepard, that could change by week 10, week 11 when they have their <laughs> bye. That could be anything at that point. But that, if, if Shepard has a great 10 weeks... And that gets you. That's pretty close to playoff time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if 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 we're being fair, and I, I I hate being the resident Giants guy, their first ten games isn't too bad. And I'm I'm more negative than anyone. But Bills, Bucks, Redskins, Cardinals, Lions, Jets. That's five in their first ten. It's mm. not too shabby. I mean, it's not so, too so bad you're, when so you you're, look at it. You're calling five wins <laughs> he's, through he's 10 games. God, no, no. That could, that could very well be two and eight. Okay, but okay. At that point, they're in, they're in shootout mode. Anything can happen. And, you know, I mean, they're not, the players aren't that bad. I mean, Ingram, Shepard, Tate, Barkley, they're not, they're not bad. So they can put up points. It's just if they can hold teams out, that could be another thing. Yeah, they, they actually, on paper, that team is not, not as bad. bad as it seems. It's all about Eli Manning, it's and, all about the quarterback position. 
in depth yeah they they don't have the greatest depth but everybody just looks at him and is like eli's washed up what are they going to do and eli yeah he's mostly washed up but i i would not doubt him 100 percent. he's not going to be the worst quarterback in the league don't ever squirming you ever talking crap about eli manning like he, arms loves eli manning so much that bad it was the line <laughs> their line was awful <laughs> Nobody can I pass. Mean, nobody was awful, but they had what the RB, the RB one or two last year, right? Yeah, should have should have took some pressure That's, off of Eli. But yeah, that guy I mean, is supremely talented. That's the reason he was in the RB one or two. To be clear, we're talking about Saquon, yeah. right? Not yeah. Eli. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you never know with arms, Dan. But you no, never know. Like it's hard to pass that. whenever you're. It's like all right, one second. All right, you're down. You know, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. The guy got hit. Basically, through the first, what, eight games, just was getting massacred. Even if it wasn't a sack, it was a hurry. I mean, they had no protection. They started to gel at the end of the season, and they, as a yeah, team, looked well, better at the end of the season. Yeah, that's, that's what they're telling us. <laughs> that's what my eyes are telling me. <laughs> Neil, who's your, who's your breakout for the uh, New York Giants? My, my, like I said, I mentioned Tate. Tate, so you're going with Tate. Yeah, I'm going with Tate. Okay. Dan? Well, so if I can, I mean, Tate's going in the 10th around Corey Davis, DK Metcalf. Give me Tate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me Tate. Tate wide, all day. He's going around that wide receiver four mark. So if he's your wide receiver four in fantasy, I mean, are you looking for safe or are you looking for a you know, a guy that's going to hit that boom? If, what are you guys if, looking for? Anybody but mark? DK Metcalf? If, if Tate is there that late and he's, he will be my wide receiver four, I'm jumping. I'm like, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, woo! I'm looking at safe. I mean, I think Golden Tate is as, as safe as it gets for wide receiver four production with upside to be a three or two. So I, I like the, Tate. The dude's like a condom with birth control in the sponge. <laughs> I mean, you're, he's just as safe yeah. as it gets. Yeah. I mean, he had a down year last year, but... That was disgusting. Yeah, it is what it is. So, so gold, Golden Tate is plan B. That's what you're telling me. He's golden <laughs> Yes, Yes, he's plan B. All right, there we go. Dan, bust. I know there's 17 um, of them on the team, but give me your main bust yeah, in New York. When you said bust, I said all of them. All of them. Everybody, all but, everybody but Saquon, or are you including have, them? Have faith, no. Dan. Have faith that the all Giants will no, be no, no, decent. No. It, all of them, because if Saquon's the 101 in redraft and he doesn't produce that, technically he's a bust, right? Yeah, you'd be top three there if you're go. in shouting so, distance. Uh, if we're looking at a bust, I think, well, if we're all a fan of the show and we all believe in Tealia, it has to be Evan Ingram, right? Oh. If he's going as a tight end five, in the sixth, he's not going to break into that top three. And the tight end four at the moment is OJ Howard. So a sixth round pick for Evan Ingram, that's. Yeah, that's, a, that, that's that's a little early. I think it's a little that's, reachy. That's, we, we that's don't. That's a little. I mean, if we're talking like Evan Ingram without Odo Beckham, we, as I said, we've, we've spoken about the splits before. It's like seven and 14, right? With and without him. I agree with that. So, I, I like Ingram long term, but I'm not sure about his 19. Not not six round. Yeah. I'm not taking Evan Ingram in six the six round. round I mean, I wouldn't either. But remember, we'll talk about the tight end landscape. But, we we uh, do, but I'm not letting it force my hand with six round. That's way too. That, early. that is too high. But what I will say is, and I don't have the we don't have internet access here right now for some reason. Um, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't Evan Ingram's production far superior without Odell Beckham Jr. on the field? Like six. yeah, it was it was like seven in PPR. I think it was with Beckham seven points per game with Beckham and fourteen without him. So yeah. like it's a double split, but that's 
that's great, but you're looking at where, where can he go from there in terms of draft and ADP, and if he's going in the sixth, he's not catching Kill Ertz or Kelsey, and after him, it's you're looking at Hunter Henry, Eric Ebron, Cook, McDonald, and your boy uh, Austin Hooper, I guess. So he's not, there, That is like, not my boy. You take <laughs> that back. Well, debatable. But from here on, unless he's <laughs> catching OJ, unless he's catching OJ Howard at the tight end four, he's not getting any further up as a tight end off the board. And at that point, at a six, I mean, if there's, there's some good players in the sixth round that are going, so I, I, I don't know if it's worth. I don't know if the juice is worth the squeeze of that for uh, for Evan Ingram there. That, that's the only issue I have. So. I like that. The ju- he doesn't know if the juice is worth a squeeze. I like that. I literally have that written down over somebody, and it kind of upsets me. Well, that quote? No way. I, I'm not even joking. <laughs> yeah. You're kidding. I, I, uh, I got to find that. it, and that kind of upsets me. He wants us to, he wants us to turn away so he can write down real quick. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. But, but let me just let me ask you a question if I can. If you're talking about like tight ends, because it's terrible. Would you rather Ingram at the sixth and miss out on maybe a second or third receiver or running back, or would you rather take a shot at, say, uh, geez, maybe Greg Olson in the 12th? No. Give me Mark Andrews Andrews in the 14th. I mean, I'll take Mark Andrews in the 14th. Yeah, I'll take Mark Andrews in the 14th. The the whole Olson Olson thing, I would probably take Olson. Later Olsen than the later the, later than the twelfth, but I would want to grab Olson and Ian Thomas really late over grabbing oh, Ingram. Thomas is Thomas is nowhere near that, but like even still, like if you're looking at it, I mean, this this is going to sound horrible, but like Jordan Reed was the tight end sixteen last year, and he does all right when he actually plays. Uh, sorry, he's going in the fourteenth tight end twenty two. He was the sixteen last year, so I'd rather wait. I, I know that sounds terrible because no, it doesn't. At I, I'm with you now, but like. I'd rather wait on Jordan Reed, and if I had to, I'd double down, maybe grab a, a Mark Andrews or what or whatnot. So I think, and I'm I'm an Evan Ingram guy. I think any Giants fan is, but I think at that price, I, I, I you're hoping that it's, and you have no idea if it's Manning or Jones at some point. At some point, that's going to change, and then what? Your six round pick, it's, I don't know. I don't I don't trust it at all. So, I, they're all bust to me at some point, if I'm being honest, because. You're hoping they're all overplaying what they've got, and there's a good chance that they won't, especially if there's a change of quarterback at some point through through the year. But Ingram in the sixth is a bit rich for me, so I agree. need to drop a bit further. And of course, it depends on what size your league is and how the scoring is. But if if it is what it is, I'd say the sixth for Ingram is a bit much. I mean, I, I, I do agree on that. If you're not in the top three, maybe even reach a little bit for Howard. Yeah, I, I'm probably Howard, probably going to wait. I'm probably going to wait. Even still, like that's a lot. Oh yeah, I'd rather wait. I'd rather wait for McDonald in the seventh or eighth. I agree. I agree on that as well. At least I, <clears throat> I know what his quarterback's going to do, and that's something. At least you can you can hang on to that. One hundred percent. Now, Dan, we also have to get to Chris, and we've spent a lot of time on the NFC East, so we're oh, going listen, to move on that's to on the. You, you really. That, you oh really yeah. Should have started with Chris. That, you really <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to hit my bust real quick. Um, it's going to be Sterling Shepard. You know what, buddy? It, well, <laughs> I, I don't do this just to spite you, but Sterling Shepard, he, he's better suited as number two, and a lot of people think he will move into that number one role in New York. It, it, here's the thing. His best time is with Odell Beckham across from him. 
All right. Golden Tate does not warrant the coverage Odell Beckham does. So he's going. There's never going to be like some the all the coverage shifted one side to cover somebody else. It's going to be pretty even coverage. I think Sterling Shepard struggles a little bit by uh, by kind of having a fair coverage against him, even coverage against him, if you will. Ah, uh, Neil. Well, as far as the bust, I'm not high on any of them. I don't really have a call anybody out on it. Go Daniel Jones, just do it. No, I mean, I want to give the guy. I, mean, I have a little bit of hopes for the guy. Why? He's terrible. Well, whatever. Neil has no bust. I'm moving on from him. Dan, thank you. We appreciate your Giants professional input. Good luck on your three and thirteen season, and we will <laughs> hit you up again soon. The long hair, beautiful brother, beautiful. You need to change your profile picture on uh on Twitter to that yes, beautiful hair. Please, please do. Are you? Are you saying that Jeff Fisher special teams photo is not the way to go? No, not with that hair. Not with that hair. Not with the hair you're rocking right now, no. I love it. Uh, I like the Jeff Fisher uh, moustache. I think I'm going to roll with the Jeff Fisher mo. I think that's the uh, winner right there. Mr. Well, Seven and nine. Le- at least change the uh, profile picture of, of your twin brother, Daniel Rozier, on Twitter. Who's that guy? I've never heard of him. I have. Well, I mean, he's he is associated with it. He's not you, but... He is someone in your family. Maybe you can convince him to change his picture to the the long haired. That that's the guy that keeps trolling me every time I put an article out, right? <laughs> oh Christ! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is the one. He, you, and him battle a lot He's, on Twitter. I think I'll, I'm gonna have to block him. That's probably a great idea. I already did. Or I'll, or I'll, or I'll get Franklin. <laughs> Arms already yeah. blocked him. Hey, he's not going to talk crap about my favorite writer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he, and, he, and his his takes on fantasy are just terrible. You know, no, nowhere near the level of the B-League. So, Dan, thanks for coming on. We'll talk to you again thanks, soon. On to Chris Foster. We go shortly. Yeah, all the best. Thanks, Dan. Peace. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Bye. All right. So, now let's move on. Love Dan. Dan's such a class act every time. He's, got, he's awesome. Literally one of the best people we've ever met doing this. Chicago Bears. Um, breakout? It's probably going to be chalk. Yeah, Dave Montgomery. You know, here's the thing. Not the athlete you hoped he'd be. He did improve his 40 time uh, at his pro day to 4.57. You know, that was uh, eased a little bit of the concerns that you had on him. The guy, I mean, he had, you know, pretty darn productive in college. Um, he's, I feel like he has enough uh, pass catching chops to where he can stay on the field for three downs if necessary. I know they've got Tariq Cohen. But I don't think that they, you know, if they're trying to be uh, have a balanced offense, that they need to take him off the field. So I think he's going to seize the job, and he's going to have a productive year. I agree with Montgomery. I, I told I had, I want, I, I wanted some hope in the wide receiving core, but I can't do it at all. <laughs> I I agree with you there. Yeah. Okay. My, my my breakout uh, is Anthony Miller. I think Anthony Miller. Yeah, I, don't, I, I don't see that. I, I, I still love me some Anthony Miller. Anthony Miller's my guy. Allen Robinson might be okay, but I look at that wide receiver core, and the guy that I want for what you got to pay for it is Anthony Miller. I hope that burp didn't just come through. It did. Awesome. <laughs> it was like right? one of those unexpected throat ones that gets stuck in there, and you get the frog bubble. Anyways, Anthony Miller – that's my guy, Breakout. I think he's going to – one year of working with Mitchell Trubisky is going to be enough. I think Anthony Miller and him are really going to gel this season. Okay. 
uh, somebody's got to step up because I can tell you right now it's not going to be Allen Robinson. Can we just can we just say what Allen Robinson is? Bust. He's he's Sidney Rice. Like <laughs> I like that. Every, I like that a lot. Sidney Rice had a thirteen hundred yard season mm, with a bunch yeah. of trash around it. Yep. Allen Robinson had a fourteen hundred yard season with fourteen touchdowns. Guys, that's not him. That's the fluke. That's the outlier. Yeah. Allen yeah. Robinson is an eight hundred yard receiver at his top end. Like that fourteen hundred yards is just. Stop expecting that of Allen Robinson. Arms, arms, the guy can, arms, arms. The guy arms, can lose his arms. job to Riley Ridley. I mean, he's just... He, he's climbing, too. Ridley is. Allen Robinson is just not that good, and he's not going to be again. Stop giving up first-rounders for the guy. Stop having hope for him on your fantasy team. He made the Jags a contender. Preach, brother. One time. <laughs> Preach, brother. I am 100% with you. That's a great comp. And Riley Ridley is rising. Riley Ridley's right on his tail. Doesn't mean he's going to pass him. He's not. Riley Ridley's going to take a year or two of special seasoning before he gets tossed into that grill in Chicago. But I agree with you. Allen Robinson, he's my bust as well. I'm glad we knocked that out pretty quickly. Neil, it's all on you now. We break out and bust. Give it give it well, give the, us the, the give break, us the, the dual well, penetration, Neil. Well, the, sorry. Breakout, the breakout I had Montgomery. But yeah. for, for bust, I have, I have Trubisky. People are so high, so high on him still. I don't get it. And the wide receiving core is nothing. I don't. I don't see why anybody behind on that wide receiving core at all right now. Few good games with Trubisky, and he he's catching a lot of steam going into the season. I will say that probably a little more than he deserves. A little more, but I mean, I haven't really seen major hype around him. I don't think there's a lot of people have him in his top in their top ten. No, I suppose she had like I want I want like a. Um, I don't even. Be, I would be happy with like I ain't like a strong shepherd, just like a just just a middle of the road type of guy. I'd be more just happy to have one of those guys in like all these ifs. There's definitely a lot of ifs on the wide <laughs> receiving core, no doubt about that. So are we moving on to Detroit. Detroit, it is. All right. Go ahead. Do you know who led the league in uh, yards per carry last year? Carry on Johnson. Nope. Aaron Jones. Carry on Johnson was second. But on Johnson faced a lot more eight-man boxes. He had 5.4 yards of carry, tied with uh, Philip Lindsay, who also faced a lot less eight-man boxes than on Johnson. Listen, he was injured partway through the season. I, He also has a little bit of activity in the passing game. They're projecting him to have around 60 catches. I mean, he had 32 last year for 213 yards. Carrion Johnson is going to have a fine year. I, I think he's going to approach 1,800 uh, total yards from scrimmage, probably get close to 10 total touchdowns. Which is more than enough to get him in your top ten. Well, let's hope that something actually changes at Detroit and the wide receivers actually step up and Hawkinson actually helps out. Well, they added Jesse James and Hawkinson, yeah. worth their, which are both very well known for their pat, their uh, run blocking. Well, th- that too, I'm saying, but maybe like maybe that hurts some of the numbers as far as the, from the running game, pass catching, and all that. If they actually get some receiving going on, I, I think honestly, I think everything could only help them because they were really not that good last year. No, they weren't at all. That's why I hope my um, my boom's Hawkinson. I loved him ever since, ever since I found out about him. I'm I'm halfway tempted to go with Hawkinson, but I I'm not going to do it. I'm going to go on the IDP side. I I've been watching a little bit of extended tape, and I've been kind of researching Gerard Davis a little bit. All he has to do is stay healthy. Honestly, <laughs> don't get nicked up. Stay oh, on the field. He's he's super athlete, David and Joku-ish, but on the defensive side of the ball. Gerard Davis. So he won't get any interceptions, is what you're saying? No, no, he's a tackling machine. Okay. 
Gerard Davis, actually, he's a, a solid all-around linebacker. I think he's going to take the step up this season. I think he's a guy that you should target in IDP leagues. He's not that costly right now. You could probably even swing a Telvin Smith for him. And Telvin Smith is iffy to even play. We don't know what's going to happen. But I think Gerard Davis makes that step up in IDP leagues, and he's my breakout for the Giants. I think he's going to have a top 10 fantasy season at the linebacker position. Okay. So my bust is going to be TJ Hawkinson. You don't, you don't mean that. You, I don't. Do, I, you do not mean that. I do mean that. That's, just, just, that's a hot take for being a hot listen, take. It this, is. This, that's, no, what what no, was no. that, Frank? What, Frank? Go ahead, Frank. The guy's going in the first round of basically every draft, and he's usually the first tight end off the board. Once again, in rookies. In, in rookie, rookie draft. Yeah. Yeah. Once again, the tight end landscape. Yeah, people are hopeful. I it's atrocious. It. But if the guy gets in the top ten, it's going to be at the back end. He's barely going to reach it. I just don't think with Detroit's lack of using tight ends consistently – with the he he's a rookie. They've got Jesse James. I think he's going to struggle for targets. What are you saying, Jesse James? Who's Jesse James? No, the, road, the road dog. Yeah. The, the road dog. The road I, dog. Faith, I have more faith in the road dog than that Jesse James. No, I'm just saying. I think he's going to struggle for targets whenever you factor in Karen uh, Johnson, Kenny G. You know Marvin Jones. I just don't think he's going to get why, as many uh, targets as everybody thinks he yeah, is. I don't see Galladay being. That's 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 my bus. It's like what? I don't see. I just don't see it. He had a thousand yards last year. Second yeah, year in the league. I'm fully aware of that. Well, that's good. At least you're fully no, aware of who you're calling a bust. And once again, I hate to even use the word bust. You just did. Too late you, now. You I understand. He's overdrafted. Is what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, overhyped for what it is. I just okay. don't see it happening. That's actually how I felt felt about somebody later. But I scratched him off. I'm like, he's going to have a thousand yards. What am I talking about? I hope he does. Hope for their sake to have like you know somebody that's actually like consistent and stellar. And I, I, think love, they, I love, I, I I think love me some will. Hawkinson. I love me some Galladay. I don't love any other pass catcher on that team. I think those guys are going to have fine seasons. But, man, hating on Galladay. If Lambert was here, he would he would literally he would stab you. Stab you. That's him knocking right now, isn't it? Yeah, yep. <laughs> <laughs> We're going live. Lambert's here to kill you. Who, so, who's your best arm since he called out? I said Hawkinson. Kenny G. That's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Kenny, I'm still upset. <laughs> I get it. Now, who's your bust? Over both of you guys, Marvin Jones. I, I think TJ Hawkinson just about makes Marvin Jones irrelevant. He'll be okay. He'll catch 40 or 50 balls. He'll sniff 700 yards, maybe five touchdowns. That's a bust. Marvin Jones pulled a Sydney Rice a couple years ago. And we've been riding that wave ever since. TJ Hawkinson, Kenny Galladay, in a in what's going to be a more run-heavy offense, kind of like they were trying to transition to next year. They did a little bit. Hawkinson, Galladay, those will be the guys. on Johnson, going to be the guy. I don't think there's any room for Marvin Jones to be a priority on your fantasy squad. Give me some Hawkinson, baby. <laughs> okay. All right, moving on. Since we had the Lions, really got us fired up. They, they did. They did. That was some some, uh, some we're the only ones fired up animosity about over the Lions. Absolutely. Let's uh, let's do the Packers, and then we'll get Chris Foster on the line, writer for the Back Row Fantasy Show. Green Bay Packers arms. Who's your breakout in the frozen tundra? Darnell Savage, safety out of Maryland. Savage pick. Uh, he checks all the boxes athletically. He's a um, he's got a high motor. 
you know, solid in run support. The guy can do pretty much everything. And, oh, by the way, he ran a 4.36, so there's no question marks about his closing speed, no question marks about his burst. Like, he's going to – he can run down your most receivers in the league. Like, he's going to be all over the field, and I think that they need him with the absence of uh, Ha-Ha Dix this year. Ha-Ha Clinton Dix, excuse me. Ha-Ha Dix. Ha-Ha Dix. Neil, well, breakout. I've had enough of Jimmy Graham, so of course he. I can go ahead and say he's going to be my bust. I'm going to have Jay Sternberger as the, my boom guy. They hate tight ends there, just so you know. Things don't always have to be the same arms, okay? People change, but, teams has, change. Has the quarterback changed? changed? Hey, at least the coaching's changed. Who's throwing the damn ball? Let me ask you that. Aaron <laughs> who's, who's throwing the ball? He doesn't look at the tight end. Well, Stephen A's best friend, right? No, with yeah, with. I had lunch with his agent last <laughs> week. But it, it, I don't care what changes. The guy throwing the ball has to look somewhere first. It's, it's also not about personnel. Going, not every tight end is exactly the same. Yes, and whenever you look at the other personnel, they're all better than Jay Sternberger. Because it's either between Sternberger or St. Brown, but I'm going with Sternberger on this one. It, I almost had St. Brown in there, but mm-hmm. I, I just think there's a, a lot of – there's one great receiver – and two or three guys who could have a lot of receptions, which I think kind of damages the prospects of any tight end in uh, in Green Bay. I don't understand the Sternberger hype. I'm I'm going to be straight up on that one. I just don't get it. Like I think he's going to be a solid pro, but I don't think he's going to be a solid fantasy starter for at least a few years minimum. I'm not sure if he'll ever be a solid fantasy starter. I, I'm not either. Not as long as is Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball. I'm sorry. So who was your breakout arms? Was it Darnell Savage? Darnell Savage. Mm-hmm. You you got Jay Sternberger. Sternberger. Sorry. Are you high on Jimmy Graham? No, I'm not high on any tight end in Green Bay. I'm I'm of the arms opinion on that one. That people can't change. It mine's Marquez Valdez Scantling. <laughs> been in the league for like what twelve years. He's not going to change. <laughs> Marquez. Well, he's got to right. Yeah. Valdez Scantling. Almost picked him as well. He he's he is my very obvious breakout. I still love Geronimo Allison. Geronimo Allison could easily change my mind, but right now on on the depth chart, you've got St. Brown, Adams, and Allison as the starters. Marquez Valdez-Scantling earned more playing time last season. I like him a little more than St. Brown. I like him a little more than Allison. I I think this Valdez-Scantling is your next Kenny Galladay-type receiver, in my opinion. He is fast. He is big. He can go up and get it. Aaron Rodgers is going to love him. I think it's a lock. Take, it, a take few, it to the bark bank on this one. Valdez Scantling, top 30 receiver. A few weeks last week, Aaron Rodgers did love Valdez Scantling. Yeah. I mean, they, they, he, there was a few good games for MVS. I don't hate that because I considered uh, ESB and MVS both as my breakout. It's warranted. I mean, Equinemius St. Brown is eventually going to be relevant. Yeah. I, I mean, he's Aaron Rodgers has some good weapons around him. I have some shares of both of them, so either way I'd be happy. I feel like Aaron Rodgers is the one of the few guys in the league that can definitely support three wide receivers, even though he hasn't very often. He spreads the ball real well, but I mean, I think three three could easily be relevant there. So, and move, it's hard to tell if if Allison's going to stay healthy or if he's going to be on that team long term. We just don't know. So, uh, bust Jimmy Graham. I mean, that's what I said. Uh, just, Aaron Rodgers hates tight ends, so I might as well throw Jay Sternberger in here. Doesn't matter who <laughs> plays tight ends for for the Packers; they're not going to be relevant. Um, period. End of, end of the sentence. I don't need to go any further with that. Uh, I'm going Aaron Jones. 
I, I don't know what has happened over the past six months for me. I was never that major of an Aaron Jones believer to begin with, but Aaron Jones to me, there's just too much behind him. Jamal Williams is a solid running back. I, I just think they're going to cancel each other out. Aaron Jones is being drafted way too high in my opinion. This is a Green Bay Packers team that has not had a relevant running back in quite some time. Aaron Rodgers is a, I'm sorry, he's a very selfish quarterback that wants the spotlight on him. You think he's going to let Aaron Jones run the ball a ton? I know there's a new coach there, but you know what? Aaron Rodgers is the LeBron James of the NFL. He'll he'll run that offense somehow, mm-hmm. some way. He's got the, all the, the checks, man. The ownership is going to side with Aaron Rodgers, especially this late in his career. Aaron Jones is not going to put up more than a thousand at minimum. I know that's that sucks to call a thousand yard runner a bust, but I think if he eclipses a thousand, it'll be barely. I don't think the the receptions are going to be enough. It's not going to be justifiable where he's being drafted right now. I'm probably more concerned about Dexter Williams than I am Jamal Williams, but I do think there's going to be a lot of uh, running back by committee there. So I, I kind of agree with you on that. He is getting drafted way too high though. He is. Uh, I, don't, I don't have any shares with him. But. I, I garnered, just like my cousin, uh, a first-round pick and another running back. I'd have to go back and look, but I was all about it. I was all about selling Aaron Jones off. Was pretty happy about it. Let's uh, let's get Foster, Chris Foster, writer for the Back Row Fantasy Show, on the line as soon as I can. That way he can talk about his uh, Minnesota Vikings. Why did I think Foster was a Cardinals fan? Uh, you're, you're probably thinking of uh, DHH Scout, okay. Brandon Nickel. He was he was the guy there. All right, let's see. Let's call him. Get him on the line. wonder if he's got long hair by now. The Dan Rosier cut. Chris. Hello. Luke. How we doing? Hey, guys. Doing well. How about yourself? Excellent. We, we just got off the phone with uh, Danny Boy not that long ago. We accidentally conference called him, little video call. He's rocking the wavy mullet that's back in style. <laughs> no, it, no, it's oh, not. No way. Yeah, it looked good. I, I was impressed. <laughs> kind of wanted to, kind of wanted to embrace him myself there for a second. Arms is jealous. He can't grow a mullet uh, slightly. No, he can grow a face mullet, but that's about <laughs> it. So, so we've gotten to the Minnesota Vikings, and we're just gonna we're just gonna go right off the rip. Who's your breakout player? For the Minnesota Vikings for nineteen. Well, the uh, the breakout player from for the for the Vikings for for this year is going to be Alexander Madison. What Whoa. WTF? Yep, yep, and and you know I I, I love Delvin Cook. I'll, you know I I, I think he's going to be great, but. You gotta. He can't gotta be great con- if Madison's great. <laughs> yeah, well, you gotta consider his 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 injury his injury history. You know his his ability to to not play an entire season, uh, and that's and that's where I'm coming from. You know that's that's where I'm coming from. Madison has all the all the skills that you, that you need in a running back to be successful in the NFL, minus the breakaway speed. He's not he's not a breakaway runner. He's but he is uh, he's shown that he's he can be successful in carrying the carrying uh, the ball you know 30 times a game no problem doing that 
He can catch balls out of the backfield. He's in many ways, uh, you know, Dalvin Cook ish, if you will. Um, but uh, you know, he's he's got the potential. You know, if if Cook is on the sideline, Madison's going to show his stuff, and you know, they're they're going to they may have to start asking questions about who's going to be the main guy. I I don't hate it because honestly, there is no one else on that depth chart behind Dalvin. So the opportunity for at least Latavius Murray like numbers are there. So so I don't hate it. Yeah. Still a surprise to me though. I, I I'm I'm going to go Dalvin Cook. I mean Dalvin Cook has yet to actually break out. I think this is the year that he does that. Uh, I think he renders Alexander Madison kind of a a uh, preseason uh, hype train as as you would. I think Dalvin sure. keeps it together, stays healthy, and. I think they find out that they can run a lot of the offense through Dalvin Cook this season, but I don't hate your, I don't hate your pick there. I mean, it it makes a lot of sense to be honest. It you know it, it's you know when you're when you're talking about dynasty, uh, especially, uh, not having Madison on your roster is a mistake. Um, you know that's exactly what you said, Bark. You know he, he can't. Uh, you know if Cook goes down. You know, he's going to step right in, and there's no one else back there. You know, you've got Mike Boone and Rock Thomas, uh, guys that, uh, you know, I, I mean, I do like Boone. I even have him on our, in, uh, in my roster in our league, but, uh, um, you know, they, they don't compare. They don't compare to Madison. So, I mean, I agree. Uh, my, I, you know, my, my pushback on this is, it's not that Dalvin Cook's done anything wrong. It's uh, I hate to call a breakout to like bank on an injury for another guy. I know that Cook is kind of perpetually banged up, but I mean, yep. if he if he doesn't go down, I mean, do you think Madison's going to get any run? Well, he I, I, if he doesn't go down, I can see him getting I can see him getting Latavius Murray esque uh, uh, numbers. Spell uh, and look at when you look at. Uh, when you look at the rest of the guys on that offense, um, there's, you know, they're pretty solid. They're pretty, they're pretty uh, uh, stacked across the board. You know, I, I mean, I wouldn't, you know, Diggs is already a, a, a star. Thielen's already a star. Um, the the number three wide receiver, who whomever it may be. Yeah, that's that's I, my only questions is the wide receiver depth. Yeah, yeah, and I I don't think that. Uh, I don't think that that number three guy is going to be Troy Treadwell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, well, yeah. It's going to be. It's not good. He's not going to be worth anything in fantasy. No. Uh, pretty skeptical on the tight ends, which we'll get to in a minute too. But um, you know, these. It, so it kind of really narrowed the field down as to who that breakout guy is going to be. You know, and and when I kind of went through that list. Madison is the guy that popped out. He's got the. He's the guy that has the the potential to have the most opportunity to be successful, even if, even if Cook doesn't get hurt. Okay, mm-hmm. so you think that he definitely has like a uh, a role as a spell back at, at minimum. At minimum. Okay. Okay. I mean, it, just kind of picking your brain here. Do you think it's going to turn into a running back by committee there? Do you think that uh, that he's that good? Do you think Madison's that good to force running back by committee? No, honestly, honestly, I do like I do like Cook. You know, I'm I'm, I'm down with Cook being the main guy. 
and he's a producer. But then when you look at Madison's Madison's history, you know, uh, his college history, he is also a producer. He 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 is gonna he's gonna turn some heads, and he's gonna get his opportunities out there. Uh, okay, I mean, I, I'm not hating it. I'm just trying to pick your brain on it because for I, I for, like for, I said, I don't hate it either. For all the hype that uh, Dalvin gets, it just it it to have a guy that's you don't feel like Dalvin's job's in question. It just I'm trying to wrap my head around what you're saying of him having a decent fantasy impact. But hey, I don't hate it. But yet, to the guy from um, the perspective of like as far as actual the definition of a breakout, you know, what I mean, we're kind of skewed that in some ways. But like based yeah. on value, based on what you're paying well, for him. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like because like, Theon, yes, he's already broke out. Diggs, course has. That's why I, mean, I want to say mine is um Cousins because I, I, he's my second favorite quarterback in the league. I love him. That's your breakout. He will be, but like I don't, I don't like he's not definition as breakout because it's it means something different to me. But you're saying he's going to be a resurgent player. Uh, yes, he is. Okay, that was you know that was kind of where I was you know look, looking at their roster going. Okay, where where's the breakout guy coming from? Right. I mean, if you want want a real if you want a real out there flyer guy that 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 should be should be should have an eye on him, you know, if you want a real flyer guy, go Chad Beebe. Chad Beebe, wide receiver from Northern Illinois, son of Don Beebe. Does he have the same helmet? Uh, <laughs> nope. Yeah. He he's been getting some pub uh, in the local in the local papers uh, up here in the up here in the uh, in the great north. Yeah, yeah. the frozen um, north. Yep, yep. Um, yeah. So Chad Beebe, you know, if you really want to dig deep, he could wind up being that number three guy. Hey, I there's no doubt about that. The the competition again behind Thielen and Diggs is next to none. Yeah. So. It's anybody's game. It really is. Oh, bust. You got a bust for us, Chris. The bust, I'm going with the guy that they just extended with a new four-year, $36 million deal. Yeah. Kyle. Oh, I I, make- I agree there. <laughs> yeah, the, there's, there's not a lot of candidates either, again. Yeah, you know, I look down. I can't really find anybody. No. All right, I do. Well, you got I do think Irv Smith is probably a better, a better bet for a a breakout than Rudolph. So if you're going to call a bust potential at that same position, it's got to be Rudolph. Yeah, I I kind of think that you know Rudolph did sign that four year deal. I I envision it being probably two more years, and that's going to be about it. Um, but uh, yeah, Irv Smith is is knocking on the door. Uh, and you know Rudolph was not happy that they drafted him. Um, another guy that that is, you know, not I wouldn't classify him as a potential breakout, um, but a guy to keep an eye on is uh, is Tyler Conklin, who's a tight end uh, from Central Michigan. He moved up the depth chart pretty rapidly last year. Um, he's got some skills, you know. He's he's got some skills, and he can. He can catch the ball and he can move the ball down the field. So, uh, not a guy to necessarily sleep on, but um, uh, you know somebody to pay attention to as well there. But yeah, I think Rudolph stays in Minnesota number despite the new contract. So, I'll move on to my bust or excuse me, my breakout. 
it's going to be Irv Smith out of Alabama. I do think he has a similar skill set to O.J. Howard. Um, without the health question marks O.J. Howard typically brings along. Not not quite as fast, but if you watch what Irv Smith does with the ball, once it's in his hands, dude, he rolls. Like it, yeah. It's crazy the way – maybe it's the Alabama offense, the way it was designed, but it just seemed like him and O.J. Howard previously, you're just watching the play, and all of a sudden – one of them is just standing wide open by themselves. Irv Smith just standing wide open by himself, 10 yards from everybody else, and cruises into the end zone. Not that he's blowing people away with speed. He only ran to four six three, but the guy's a hell of a football player. My pushback to that is, is like, how, how do they really feel about him if they're helping out Rudolph like this? Oh, listen. O.J. Howard and uh, Cam, Cameron Brait. Yeah, uh, and listen, this is not a massive contract for Kyle Rudolph. It's a good one. But it's a tradable one. Absolutely. This is a tradable contract. If Irv Smith shows well, again, the tight end landscape is atrocious. There's a lot of teams that do need a solid do-it-all tight end. And Kyle Rudolph is is a solid do-it-all tight end with a contract that's not scary. So, I mean, this this could it doesn't make a lot of sense for them to draft Irv Smith it's the old then extend and Kyle Rudolph. I mean, this is one of those things after year one, Trade him. It doesn't hurt you. It doesn't scare teams off. Irv Smith set up for a year two breakout. I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, you know, uh, historically, rookie tight ends aren't exactly super successful. Um, and, uh, you know, you could keep Rudolph around for this next year, wait for Smith to get that year under his belt, and then turn him loose and. And Irv Smith's your number one for sure. Absolutely. So on to my bust, it is Kyle Rudolph basically because I think Irv Smith eats into his snaps, eats Agreed. into his targets. And he wasn't good by himself last yeah, year. I mean, so. once, by game six, you know, provided health is on everybody's side, I think that the primary target at tight end is going to be Irv Smith. And Irv Smith's a fine blocker. He's not great. He does everything at yeah, least. He, he's, there's no reason to take Irv Smith off the field. You know, if if you have to, you know, go into, you know, basically throw deep mode and you want to keep tight end out there to be able to run block a little bit, fine. Irv Smith can do it. Kyle Rudolph is basically a statue. It's like a glacier out there moving. He's just big. He's not fast. He's just big and taller than everybody. And I'll say Irv Smith has Delaney Walker-like potential. That's why, yeah, I like that comparison. Uh, So, I mean, it may take him a year or two. Maybe even three, but but when he puts it all together, he's going to be a solid tight end in the league. Let's hope he's good as a client saucer, right? Yeah. <laughs> Chris, thanks for joining us. We've got limited time to get through half of the NFC. <laughs> Sorry we didn't stream tonight. One of those really quick get-together-and-go nights where I didn't have time to hook everything up. But thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you again soon. Keep writing great articles and check out Dan Rozier's hair. It will inspire you to grow a super mullet of your own. Yeah, I, I might be closer to the mullet beard uh, than uh, than the than the actual mullet itself. All but, right, uh, you, you got to post that now. Yeah. You got to post it now. Post it on the Twitter. All right. Cool. We'll see you later, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Yep. Good night. Good night, guys. All right. So now let's moving right along. We've got the New Orleans Saints. And, of course, we have burned a lot of show with guests, and that's fine. Let's just shoot out our breakouts and busts from each team. 
So, I'm um, going to go with Marcus Davenport as my breakout. Love that. Four and a half sacks, basically on, on a third, or excuse me, yeah, four and a half sacks on about a third of the defensive snaps that the Saints had. You give him 80%, he's get probably approaching 10 or better sacks, and he was battling injury last year. I like that a lot. I, I love Davenport myself. So, I'm actually, I know, I'm, I dropped I'm, him and you picked him up. <laughs> yeah, well, do I, st- I don't even know if I still have him. I think I lost him again. Didn't I? I don't know. I haven't checked the league in a while. It's kind. It's gotten a little slow. Very lately. slow. Very slow. Hmm. But uh, I, I'm going to go Traquan Smith uh, as my, my breakout. He's my guy too. Yeah, I mean Ted Ginn, a little older right now. Austin Carr is surprisingly slotted to start in the slot. Like my play on words there. Yeah. Traquan Smith, man, he showed some major potential. Uh, all credit in the world. Not not last year. I was listening to an old episode. And uh, Nick called Traquan over Galladay, which cracked me up because he was completely wrong. But one thing he was not wrong about was that Traquan was a good player and going to be a good player in the league. And, he, and, I'm, and I'm with him now. He is. Traquan Smith showed major potential last season and limited uh, snaps. He's going to get a lot more snaps. Ted Ginn, Austin Carr, not going to stand in his way. Yep. Traquan Smith, I believe, finishes a uh, top 30 wide receiver just like I called someone else a little bit ago, but I love me some Traquan this year, especially at the price. I mean, Traquan yeah. did have two games over 100 yards. Yeah, as a rookie. I've mean, I, I looked into getting shares of him because I think he's, he's going to be solid. Here's the thing. It's like they are just have kind of a, a, a merry-go-round at that number two wide receiver. Like, Ted Ginn plays it for a little bit, then he gets hurt, and then somebody else. And, like, I feel like I agree with you. I think Traquan Smith could move into that role and, and hold on to it, provided that he's healthy. And this team has some great depth as well. i got to shout that out. Traquan Smith, they've got Simi Cobbs Jr., a guy we actually liked that was an undrafted free agent, already bounced around the league a little, but he still has potential. Emmanuel Butler was a priority free agent. Rashard Matthews has done a little bit here and there in the league. Lil Jordan Humphrey, they, they've got some young guys. And I don't hate Austin Carr. I don't hate Austin Carr he, either. He's a worker, man. That kid's a grinder. This team's got some really talented depth. Whether they pan out or not, we don't know. But they have some talented depth, so you're going with Traquan as well. Arms, who's your bust in Nolans? Jared, Jared Cook. I think that's, that's easily mine. I, I, I've never been a Jared Cook fan. Like, what is it, like a single season that he's been productive? And other than and it was a few games in that single season. And uh, New Orleans kind of just forgets about tight ends. They just, they've had, other than Jimmy Graham, historically, and uh, what, since uh, Drew Brees went to New Orleans, Jimmy Graham's been the only productive tight end they've ever had. Everybody else has been just kind of a couple guys share the role. Nobody really does anything with it. Nobody sees it. Even though Jared Cook's the kind of the the prime guy there, he's not enough to no. to warrant the targets that it's going to take for him to be productive. I, I'm going to go with Demario Davis. I actually still like Jared Cook, to be honest. Jared Cook produced with Derek Carr. And only one established wide receiver. Now he's got Drew Brees and one established wide receiver. I think Jared Cook will be just fine. Uh, again, tight end landscape is atrocious. And Jared Cook, I still think, can string together a top 10 season. But I think Demario Davis's time is up as a productive linebacker. He wasn't crazily productive early in his career. Kind of had a late career surging. I think that's over. I, I think Alex Anzalone uh, is the linebacker to own on that team now. Demario Davis falls back about 10 spots from where he finished last season. Neil? Oh, mine, is, mine is Cook. I know, like I said, I've never been a fan. Oh, that's right. It yeah. was Cook. Never been a fan. 
Never been a fan. No. Atlanta Falcons. Arms. Okay, so I'm going to give you some stats here. Stats. 58 receptions, 917 yards, and seven touchdowns on 79 targets. Is that a guy you want as a rookie? No, no, no. Do you want him as your number two? Is it his second year in the league? Do you want him as a, a receiver? Repeat those stats again. 58 receptions, 917 yards, and mm. seven touchdowns. That's one heck of a solid rookie season, and I absolutely am paying the price that he's going for in fantasy drafts. Okay, what about 64 tu- or 64 receptions, 821 yards, and 10 touchdowns? That's even better. That, that's that got to be Sanu versus Ridley, right? No. That's got to be Juju first and Ridley second. See? Mm, look, everybody's sleeping on Calvin Ridley. I'm not. <laughs> Calvin, I, I, we're not. Calvin uh, Ridley is going to have – I said it on whenever we uh, were with Open Bar. He may lead that team in targets. If mm. he's not, it's going to be closer than everyone's giving him credit I for. I agree 100%. Yep. He's going to be elite. Yes, Calvin Ridley's going to be elite. There's no doubt in my mind. Do, do I think that he has more uh, fantasy points than uh, Julio this year? Probably not, but it wouldn't shock me. It'll be closer than people expect. And listen, we might as well just call it an alert. We know Calvin Ridley's already an asset in Dynasty Leagues. Yeah. That's not a question. But we're telling you right now, Calvin Ridley's going to be elite. He's not just going to be good. He's going to be elite. He's going to be a top five wide receiver in the league for years to come. Yeah. yeah I, I feel like his downside's 10. Like his downside is 10th. I agree. 100%. That's a slap in the face, in my opinion, to him. And, and it's yeah, hard. But that's the, the, the his his floor. Right. Provided health, obviously. Yeah. And it's hard to call him a breakout because he had a good season, but I think he breaks out I even more. I think we more. all agree on that one, don't we? Yep. I th- the, the receptions go up by 20. The yardage goes up by 300. The touchdown stays the same at minimum. I think he could even tack on three or four. I love it. I mean, and Julio Jones don't score touchdowns. Which is insane. We watched, I, mean, I watched a good bit, bit of the um, Atlanta games last year, and, and there's a lot of rookie mistakes that happened too, really dropping balls and stuff. And he still put up those numbers. Yeah, exactly. So that's a lot of, a lot of those rookie mistakes will get cleaned up. Bust. And he was known, by the way, in college for his hands. Yes. Like, the guy didn't drop anything in college. No. He had some drops He's in the NFL, scary. but I'm not concerned about that. That's rookie jitters. I'm going to throw you for a loop here. I'm I'm going to I'm gonna throw in a uh, host rule. Austin Hooper can be no one's bust. Oh, he's not my bust. Great. Who's your bust? Because he's already a turd. You can't be worse than a turd. He's just okay. Okay. Sanu. The guy had 94 targets last year. I just feel like it's going to decline, and it's going to decline drastically. I don't think that Julio gives up a lot of targets to Ridley, but I do think Sanu does. I think his targets probably fall closer to 60 this year. I don't know about that. I'm actually pretty still high on Sanu. I wouldn't actually put him in that bust category right now. Who you got? Um, mine's basically um, Freeman. My, I'm I'm with you on that. I, I just don't, I think Freeman's time in the sun was done as of last year. I don't think he's coming right. back. And I don't really I like Edo Smith okay, but I don't think he's the answer either. I think Atlanta is going to be looking for someone to trade for right. before the deadline. I mean, to me, that's their weak points in the running game. I agree. Am I wrong with this? But didn't he only have one injured year in the previous year? It was like 1,400 rushing yards. Am I wrong yeah. on that? No, you're not wrong. But but You guys just writing off a guy who got injured at the beginning of last year. I got, I'm got. i sorry. Hey, I, hey, I disagree with that. Garrett Blunt had 18 touchdowns that one year. Hold, hold on. You know what I mean? Hold on now because Devonta Freeman, 
like you're you're somewhat right but you're not 100 percent right i'm pretty sure give me just a second i've got a i've got to resort to the actual stat line because i wasn't prepared for that statement but 2018 yeah 2018 he did nothing 2017 only 865 yards seven touchdowns two years previous he eclipsed a thousand barely had 11 touchdowns apiece he was a good uh, solid receiving back but it's been two years since he had a top fantasy season and the injury started in 17 they mounted on him in 18 and i just don't think he can come back from it in 19 maybe i was thinking of his combined yards in 16 i don't believe a damn thing you said i could have swore the guy was like a 1400 yard running back but it may be maybe, maybe work done was right yeah maybe it's work done panthers panthers who we got breakout arms i'm interested to hear this one it's curtis samuel <laughs> i knew it yeah, that's my guy too i, I mean, knew it seven touchdowns in, uh in 13 games i mean like he reminds me a lot of how i felt, felt about albert wilson like he can do a lot they get the ball to his, in his hand short and the kid can just get away from people ridiculous quick twitch he's apparently having an insane camp and he's he's one of the guys like he can actually it i know christian mccaffrey's a stud but if he needed spelled like car or no car curtis samuel could fill that role he could play a little bit of running back he got some carries last year i mean why not why not i i here's what i think dj moore is going to have a fine year curtis samuel is going to have a fine year i just feel like their targets are going to be very very close to even I, I agree with your pick, but it, it seems to me like a lot of the players they have are exactly the same type of builds and everything. They really are. DJ Moore, it's like Samuel's like, which one's the which? You so know what I mean? Smith, Jarius Wright, uh, yeah. Jer- yeah, Chris Hogan. I mean, the, the a lot of small, statured, quick, shifty wide receivers. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going with Curtis Samuel, too. I mean, DJ Moore is what everyone's talking about right now, and I think that's rightfully so. I think he's going to be a good wide receiver. But I don't think they're going to have the same target share. I think Curtis Samuel is going to be the guy at wide receiver. And I think we saw the flashes in the proof last season as to why that was going to be. DJ Moore, I think he could use another year before he's ready to break all the way out. But by then, Curtis Samuel may be, you know, may have erupted. There may not be room for DJ Moore to be the best wide receiver on that team by then. But one thing is clear, this team has a good young core of pass catchers between Ian Thomas that I love, Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore. That's pretty much where it ends, but those three are going to get you there uh, as a quarterback, especially, you know, Cam Newton or Will Greer, either one of those guys. You tack on Christian McCaffrey, what a solid, solid youth at the wide receiver and uh, receiving back position. To kind of put the icing on, on the cake here for Curtis Samuel, he's finally healthy. Like his his first year in the league, he was banged up. He was banged up. I think last year was his second year. He's banged up. So yeah, he's finally healthy. Giving him give him all the opportunity. I think he'll be he'll surprise a lot of people this year. Neil is uh, is one of those guys. Yours as well. Well, as far as um, breakout, I'll break out. I'll, where are we at here? Yeah, it's Samuel. Yeah, had Kurt Samuel. Yeah, that's how I agreed with him. Lead us off with the bus, Neil. Cam. I said it before. He keeps going downhill to me for me. Being in the Volgrier era, it, that's the exact same with me. It, Cam, for the love of God, quit drafting his name. He's not that good of a quarterback. Fantasy wise, he is. His playing style just brings on injury. I mean, he his shoulders got issues, and it, it, the way he plays, it's not going to get any better. 
I don't dispute that 100% because, I mean, I, I do think it is very possible, but I'm going to go with another big name in Carolina and Luke Keekley. I think this is where the Luke Keekley decline really starts to show up. Starts at, to go the way of Sean Lee. Starts to go the way of Sean Lee. I still love Keekley. As long as he's healthy, he's fine, but I just am not comfortable projecting a fully healthy season for Keekley. Let's – uh time limits let's run to the buccaneers and then knock out the nfc west arms who's the buccaneers breakout oj howard he had 48 targets last year 565 yards receiving five touchdowns there's 105 free targets now that adam humphreys is gone do you really think chris godwin's gonna go from 95 to like 200 no no he's not so slide over give you know 40 or 50 of those to oj howard he goes up from 34 receptions to let's say 70 and gets around that thousand yard mark, gets eight eight to ten touchdowns. OJ Howard definitely warrants top five in tight end. I'm I'm actually with you on this. I mean, Chris Godwin, there is going to be room for him to take the next step, but outside of that, who's next? Brashad Perryman? No, it's going to be OJ <laughs> Howard. I, I agree with you. OJ Howard is a fine grab, especially at the price in dynasty leagues. It's definitely it's definitely not going to be Rojo or something like that, right? <laughs> not for 105 <laughs> targets. No. Never know. I doubt it. Yeah, the guy I picked is Devin White. I think a guy's going to be a monster. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, he, I, he's going to be I monster. agree, but I, I feel yeah. like it's also – like it, it was, to me, that was almost too obvious. Yeah, it is, but I think – No, I, uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm not hating on the no. pick by any means, but I'm just, everyone's like loving Devin White, and I'm like, I love Devin White too. <laughs> it's like Me I, too. It's like, I love him. <laughs> bust, Neil, who you got as Winston. Tampa Bay bust? Winston's days are numbered. I kind of I kind of like a resurgent Winston, to be honest. I do. Who you got as a bust? Uh, bust for me, I, I hate to keep going this way, but Levante David. I think Levante David slows down quite a bit this season. Kind of, kind of long in the tooth. He's had, a, he's been nicked up a little here and there. He 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 powered through it last season. Gave us a good season. I don't see that another year. I, I have Levante David as my bust as well, but it's not because of how much older he's getting. He is definitely getting up there. But he's finally going to have a stud linebacker beside him that doesn't have to miss three-quarters of a season. True. Like Quan Alexander always does. With Devin White doing what he's going to do, I think that's going to kind of really hamper Levante David's stats over the whole, over the course of a year. He might have a few games, but at the end of the season, he's not going to be where he typically Plus, finishes. he had Mentor there, too, right? <laughs> yeah, Mentor's yeah. there. I, I, yeah. Let's go Rams. Uh, Rams, breakout arms. Take us. Rams Cup. He stay if he stays healthy. Give him 130 targets, 85 receptions, 1200 yards, and 10 plus touchdowns. Yeah, Cup's an easy one to agree with. Yeah, that's why she didn't get hurt last year. Cause I'd like to have seen what happened. I just feel like if he stays healthy, he's gonna be a stud. <laughs> he might actually beat the Patriots, right? <laughs> yeah. Neil, who you got? I had Cup. Uh, I'm going Daryl Henderson. I'm I'm gonna ride this Todd Gurley yeah, arthritic yeah. knee train. Daryl Henderson, man, he's. He has a lot of potential, and we saw what C.J. Anderson did as the second fiddle that kind of played first fiddle there for a few weeks. We saw what he could do in this offense. I, I think Daryl Henderson, he's going to get the chance. He's going to get carries. If they're really going to take it easy on Todd Gurley, they're going to take it easy on him. If that team can prove that they can win through the passing game and with Daryl Henderson carrying 60-40 to Todd Gurley in an attempt to save Gurley for the playoffs and Super Bowl, which is what I think they're ultimately going to do. Daryl Henderson is one hell of a value right well, now. Well, that's why I think I think we all have Gurley as our bust, right? 
No. No. Really? No, I don't have him as my bust. I'm not ready to go that far into it with him, but I, I do think he's going – I do think they're going to take it easy on him, but even taking it easy on Todd Gurley, I don't think you can call him a bust because he's fallen – like he's dropped like a rock in drafts already. I don't think he can bust he, much more than the value pick that he is He's going now. in the second round of some drafts. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, can't call that a bust. I mean, there's still potential there. So my bust is going to be Brandon Cooks. I mean, I think that he fades away with – Woods and a healthy Cooper Cup. I just, I mean, if you look at the statistics, yeah, he's fairly steady, but his high points were with Cup out for the most part. Cup's going to be healthy and hopefully this year. And I think that uh, the just monster target guys between Woods and Cup just renders him slightly irrelevant. He's still going to have big games. Mm-hmm. I think there's there's enough target share left because they're not going to be throwing to Todd Gurley as much that I think Cup, Woods, and Cooks are all still going to be fine. Okay, I mean, that, that's just me, but yeah, I don't, I don't see it. I'm, I'm, uh, it's okay to be wrong, Barker. Yeah, it's whatever. okay to be wrong, like you are this time. Well, here, here's another wrong one for you. I don't think Aaron Donald's going to put up a uh, big time IDP fantasy season this year. Mm. The defensive tackle position in fantasy is kind of inconsistent. We've seen guys like Indomitian Sue, you know, be a top five, then drop down to like a bottom half of the top twenty. It happens, and. uh Aaron Donald doesn't have enough to consume beside him anymore. No, Aaron Donald's a great player, but you got Tanzel Smart beside you now. I mean, there's there's going to be more opportunities for teams to double team Aaron Donald, and I'm not comfortable with him being a defensive end one for me or a D, yeah a lineman one for me that I'm not willing to trade. I'm willing to trade. Aaron Donald. With this all season. due respect, he's been double teamed his whole career, and, and last Maybe year tripled. was no exception. I Maybe mean, tripled down. Okay, all right. I I will say they have to run away from him at this point, right? Hmm. Hmm. He says, "Who's your bust?" That, I said mine was Gurley. Oh, my bad. My yeah. bad. My bad. That's that's harsh. Okay. Uh, moving on. Arizona Cardinals. Arms take us. Uh, K. Murray. Take us on. <laughs> it is Kyler that's, Murray. That's, that's who I have. Kyler Murray is a bust. Hey, you got a question. Where did all the hype go? Where did all the hype go? Everyone talking about Kyler Murray's number one. Dead time of the he, season, he, son. I Dude, he doesn't even have a note on him in camp. Like, where's all the hype for There's how no Kyler Murray's going to be? There's no camp. It's just OTAs. OTAs. Whatever. Everybody that has a note on them, like, don't crown their asses right now. It's <laughs> freaking OTAs. I get it. But basically, after the draft, Fitzmagic nope. looks like magic right now. Damn yeah. near nobody's talked about Kyler Murray. I Rojo just, looks great. <laughs> until I can see a college, you know, air raid offense succeed in the NFL. Don Beebe's son, killing it out there. Great. Anyhow, until I see an air raid offense succeed in the NFL. Alexander Madison. The, the way that Cliff Kingsbury wants to run it. And until I see Kyler Murray do it, and I never thought he could, I could be wrong. Guys, I want to clarify again. I don't hate him. I want him to succeed because he seems like a wonderful guy. And, and like I love to watch him play, but I just don't think his game translates well to the NFL. Mm. Hater. Hater. Yep, absolutely. Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk's my bust. I, I like Kirk as a pro prospect, but they they have all of a sudden made that a crowded wide receiver core. I love Andy Isabella. Uh, I think Hakeem Butler is okay with potential. I think Kevin White could be surprising solid depth for that team. I just don't think that Christian Kirk is going to put up a big fantasy season. And uh, like who was, it? was it Dan? Like Dan was talking about Christian Cook that we thought was Cook. He uh, he's getting drafted way too high. 
And, and I don't think he's going to put up the numbers for you. Christian Kirk is uh, probably one of my most recommended stay away froms this season, at, at least for this season. Long term might be different, but man, I love Andy Isabella. I really do. I, I like do. Kirk. I just, I just don't like his quarterback. But someone's going to get a lot of targets in that in that offense. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be it air raid. I mean, when Fitzgerald moves on, give me some Kirk then to go with some Isabella mm. and maybe some Hakeem Butler, but. Yeah, I'm on the camp of thinking Butler's going to be really good, too, though. I think Butler's going to be a turd sandwich. I think it'll be okay. Who's your bust? Oh, mine is Murray also. Okay. Somehow we keep... keep, Neil has a way of sneaking his in with yours. It it, it just throws me off every single time. I agree. I agree. Uh, We we forgot to do our our hits, by the way, on this one. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Um... My breakout's going to be Deontay Thompson. I think he's going to seize the safety job early. Um, DJ Swearinger, really not that good. Um, I like Swearinger. He's like, he's just... A little on the tooth. Oh, yeah, he's getting old, and he's not been that great at any team he's ever played on. So I think Thompson... He was a solid Texan. He was okay. I'm not even going to talk about mine. Kyler Murray's going to be everything that he's built to be. Mine is Harmon. All right, who are we moving on to now? Who's Harmon? No. Oh, Butler. I meant Butler. Hakeem, Hakeem Butler. All right. And so, Calvin Harmon. He, he likes all the seventh-round wide receivers. No doubt, man. That's right. Fifth round Penny stocks, right? Yeah, there you go. 49ers. 49ers. Pettis. It's Chalk. It's Pettis. Pettis. I mean, he had five-plus targets in the last six games, four touchdowns in that time frame, and apparently he's looked like an absolute stud in OTAs. Pettis. I, I feel like Pettis is going to do what we expect him to do, so I'll get away from that. Debo's going to be the breakout. Oh. Thought about that. Whoa. Okay, bust for me, uh, running back position, whether it's Tevin, whether it's Bereta, whether it's McKinnon. Most are. Or Literally, got, mine says bust running back. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we got three guys there, and it's it's going to be a guessing game every single week. And then when someone finally does break out and become the guy, an injury is going to happen, yeah. and then we're back to a guessing oh, game. So Let's we'll start the guy who did the best last week. Oh, there's a different guy this week now. Yeah, it's Seattle 2.0 in uh, San Francisco. Someone's going to get like 120 yards on 10 carries. He's going to start the next week, get 20 carries. The other guy's going to get 10 carries, yeah. get 75 yards and a touchdown. It's going to be maddening there. I, know, I figured you guys would be picking who I picked off Bosa because Bosa's days aren't starting off pretty good. You know what I mean? Um, Bosa will be fine. His brother did similar things. Seattle, wrapping it up. Seattle, give me the breakout of Gary Jennings. Ooh, man. Injured. A lot of rookies in in the breakouts. Injured to start with. He's finally getting healthy. I just don't like any of the other receivers there. I think Jennings is probably the cream of the crop on that team. Oh, yeah. Cream of the crop. No one does better. DK's going to prove us wrong. He probably will. He probably will. He's going to break it out. I'm going to call it right now now just to be different. Man. Uh, Rashad Penny. I think Rashad Penny is going to be the guy this year. I don't see that. That's why I have him as a bust. Everybody has him way too overvalued. What did Carson do wrong? No, nothing, but whenever... He had like 1,100 yards. I I get that. I get that, but whenever Penny got on the field at the end of the season... He looked more explosive and more dynamic. Because Carson was ran down. Car- <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's going to happen again. Carson's going to get run down. Nicky Knack injury is going to take their toll. The better running back is going to rise to the top like the cream of the crop. Oh, yeah. One thing, I mean, Carson does uh, compare favorably to Cream Hunt from all accounts. I mean, he very well could be an absolute stud. Not Carson. Penny uh, favors uh, favorably to Cream Hunt. Mm-hmm. Carson's mm-hmm. have a better year. Mark it down. Wouldn't surprise me because it's freaking Seattle. 
and they give Mike Davis three, you know, thirty carries in a game, and then the next week they give Car- Chris Carson twenty five carries, and it makes you? no sense. DK bust. This isn't Mister Olympia. This is the NFL. Jeez, I don't like DK Metcalf that much myself, but you know what? I'm going to stick to my guns. I've been Twitter bashing him for months, <clears throat> even though I think Chris Carson is going to give way to Rashad Penny. My bust is Tyler Lockett. There's way, way too much hype about Tyler Lockett having one good GD season. Tyler Lockett is not going to do it again. Your draft pick is going to be partially wasted by spending too high of a pick on Tyler Lockett. Didn't, no way. Didn't Lockett like flame out in uh, San Fran with no other wide receivers on the team? Lockett's always been a Seahawk. Who's the other Lockett then? There was a different one that was in San Fran. I don't know. Hmm. Ricardo. Ricardo. Lockett. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Good Lord. Going deep. I am going deep, man. Man. That's that's uh, Peter lots, Peter North deep lots, there. Lots of years of football in this head. Man, Ricardo Lockett. I, just, I didn't know he had a name worth mentioning on the show. <laughs> Apparently he does. Adds Tyler Lockett, Ricardo Lockett. Both of them are trash. Woo. Okay. Fantasy well, players. Wonderful people, I'm sure. Wrapped it up. This episode's a long one. Thanks for sticking with us on it. A lot of busts, a lot of breakouts. And NFC just provided us a lot more talking points than the AFC. You hey. called it before you got here. This is, you knew it was going to be a long one, and it is because we've got so many guys that we love talking about. You're either really excited for them or against them. I mean, we love them or we hate them. Love me or hate me. <laughs> he hate me's missing, by the way. Yes. Really? Yeah. yeah. He's missing, literally missing. Yep. Rod Smart. I'm guessing he's in Kellen Winslow's basement, but he's missing. <laughs> Why? <laughs> be, on the, be on the lookout for he hate me. Yep. Be on the lookout. Look out for a he hate me. What was it? it well, yeah, it was Rod Smart, wasn't it? Uh, that seems it feels somewhat right. Somewhat accurate. Why? Why would I know that? Look up time. That's a, I, think, I think it's right, but yeah, you you're right. Rod Smart, he is missing. He oh nope he was found safe yes he was found safe thank you whoever found Rod Smart yes thank you Rod you're <laughs> safe he hate me you want to come on the show talk about what happened I don't know if you found <laughs> unicorns and rainbows pot of gold at the end of the rainbow something crazy happened we want to hear about it you heard it her you heard it you heard yeah. it here first <laughs> yeah heard it from me we're gonna reach out to Rod Smart and try to get him on the show everybody thanks again. For listening to the Back Row Fantasy Show, as usual, we'll see you next week with another show. Good night. Later. Peace. This concludes another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. Thanks for listening, and be sure to give us a review.